about to ask you if you were rolling. Uh, I'm rolling on the road. Rolling the wheels. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Dustin. Hello, Bert. What a unique episode this is. Uh, What a unique episode. We have been trying like hell to to record the last few weeks, and it's been very hard. <laughs> yeah, man. As evidence, my, my new job is being a, a pain in the butt right now. We made it happen this week. Uh, we've got Dustin in the car on the way home from work. <laughs> Yay! Um, I'm in the car. It's not drive time. It is almost nine p.m. Central. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just that kind of that's just the way it be right now for for old Dustin. How I um, do. That's how he does. How he do. I feel like I can't use my blinker. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just have Everyone to. Everyone on the road is be like, what is this guy doing? I'll just have to take it out and post, I guess, all of your turn signals. And I need, <laughs> you can, I need, I need a, a decal on the back of my car that says, quiet, I'm podcasting. I'm podcasting. I'm trying not to ruin my sound. Yes. I wanted to like, I, I, I once had this fantasy about like having this, this van out the, what a strange what's the second half of the sentence just gonna keep be? going just, just, just while right through it go um i wanted to have like this van I, I imagine it'd be cool to have this van that was like fully outfitted for like for like a radio for like live mm. podcasting or or broadcasting okay. i wonder I, I i it got to the point where i thought someone must have thought of this and i remember going to like to try to look it up and f- figuring out like no one's done this exact thing, but people have full blown like recorded in moving vehicles before, like with a full like board and like, you know, at least four mm-hmm. microphones. Cause I think, I think sure. you did it at some point, but I was thinking like, but has ever, has someone ever like for terrestrial or satellite radio, like Howard Stern, has there ever been like, we're in a big Winnebago and we're driving from Phoenix to Austin or something. And for yeah. the next four hours, we're going to be live from the road, you know, on, on, on I 10, you know, I, I just, I thought that'd be such like a fun idea. Like, That's a good idea. you know, take, take, yeah. take a, you know, because sometimes radio shows will like go to other, like the Dan Patrick show, they'll go to Los Angeles all the time for this or that and like yeah. do the show from LA. And it's like, I wonder sure. if anyone ever like goes on the road, like literally like, Hey, it's 6 AM. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, it's our time slot. And it, here, here's Jim Bob Dilly do. And I'm riding shotgun. And in the back is wiener dog. Hey, this is, say hello to the folks at home. Wiener dog. Arr! you know, doing the whole stick and, um, you know, the, yeah. the, the driver's got a mic, but he barely talks. He might just crack a joke every now and then. And You're then describing I'll... why I don't listen to radio, but, <laughs> <laughs> but like, it, I don't know. It just sounded like a fun idea. And so I, I either want to find out if that's ever been done or I'm, I'm going to write a, a, a script about it. Um, that do someone it. will do faster than I will at this point. So well, um, yeah, it's fine. And well, you just like, gave away your idea. I did. I did. Well, I just gave away uh, an invention, <laughs> which yeah, yeah. might be more costly in the long run to me, to my potential true, net worth. True. Anyway. All right. Well, there, there's that idea. But no, I thought it'd be cool. I thought it'd be, I thought it sounded fun. It was a fun little uh, setting for something. I don't know what. All you have to do is just make sure you date this episode. So today is September, what is it? The, 20, ni- the 19th. 19th? Yeah. It is September 19th. That way, if the invention comes out in three weeks, you can always say, hey, no, my podcast predated it. 
That's true. We're going to release the episode in October, but yes, it is. We are recording this on September 19th and, um, uh, yeah. So don't steal my so idea. If you, if, if next year in 2024, this becomes the new fad, you can go to court and say, no, they heard it here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have proof. This was the date that we recorded it. This is the day that we released it. And we had a total of 12 listeners. So who's to say that one of those is not. I have it on good authority that it was a very much listened to episode as are all of our episodes. Damn it. Yes. 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 And then when the judge asked you for your viewership count, you're like, I, I, the papers, I've got them. It's in a paper somewhere. Hold on. Hold uh, yeah. on judge. Uh, oh, I must have left it at home. I'm so sorry. I'll say you're going to have to consult the folks at Spotify for that. And he'll go, ooh, Spotify. Ooh. Ooh, ooh he's on ooh. Spotify. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Are you guys with Spotify? Big time podcast. Yeah. Like, well, uh, sort of tangentially we are. Uh, and, and what are your earnings on your podcast? I don't have to disclose that to you. Yeah. <laughs> None of your business. What? <laughs> <laughs> Let me put it this way, Judge. It's enough. More than you make a second, maybe. <laughs> I'll put it this way. I, I'm not hurting. I'm not hurting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I, okay. I wanted to bring up uh, not even a concept to you. It's just, uh, <laughs> you know, like I'll, um, I, I hear more than one time, like people, whether it's, it might be um, artists in general, whether it's like people writing music or like people writing books or whatever, mm. like they'll sort of say like, you know, sometimes like it's not so much for the other people who need to hear it, but it's for me. Um, mm. Like I will write essays that I mm. need to read. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm not sure. so much pros- you know, prophesying from the, from the mountaintop how other people need to look at the world. It's more just me saying, I need to look, I, here's how I'm looking at the world, but I also have other things that, that I need affirmed, you know, yeah, right, it's prescriptive, sure. it's self-prescriptive. Yeah. So this is an episode that's going to be sort of like that for me at least, but I need, I need, okay. I need your help adjusting my perspective on something. Um, okay. I was watching uh Rio two over the weekend okay. with my kids. Okay. Uh, it was movie night and it was my yep. son's turn to pick. And so he wanted to watch Rio too. I, I'm yep. sure we watched Rio at some point in the past. I had no idea how old it, I forgot it. It was like that movie came out in 2011, 12 years wow. ago. And it's like, wow, okay. Yeah. That was a long time ago, That's, man. Um, so I've existed for 12 years without seeing this film. Got it. Yeah, I know. Right. As long as we've had this <laughs> podcast, that film has existed. Um, yeah. It's crazy. And uh, yeah, so we watched it at some point. And so we're watching Rio 2, which came out um, 2014. So it's still okay. almost 10 years ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, wow. And uh, and so it, and so it's a movie and I'm watching it. And, um, you know, my wife didn't watch it with us. She had some studying to do. And so afterwards, she was like, how's the movie? And I was like, oh, it was, it was terrible. <laughs> and um, <laughs> because of this and other like interactions I've had with my kids about the quality of movies, especially now my daughter is old enough to like ask me things about them. Mm-hmm. And she Googles stuff on her own. So she knows a fair amount about how toy story was made and stuff like that. Um, sure. yep. and so like, I, I have a problem that I think only I have, which is I have a hard time watching 
kids movies um, mm-hmm. and just letting go of my adultness. Like, mm. like even as someone with four kids, I have watching kids movies. I have a real problem watching kids movies and not just sitting there thinking that they're just fucking stupid. And, sure, sure. and, and it's, it's something I would like to not have, but it's like a sure. core, it's kind of hard for me. I find it very hard to enjoy things that I just instinctively do not like. I, mm-hmm. I, I really, and I don't know if it's just cause I'm older mm-hmm. and it's just harder. I think the older you get, the harder it is for people to pretend to tolerate things that they really don't enjoy. Um, sure. I think they find less reason uh, to mm-hmm. to fake uh, hype. <laughs> the, sure. Yeah. Yep. So I don't know. So I have that with I have that with some kids movies, and I I uh, I don't know. I'm not sure what my problem is. And I know you're not my therapist, but I figured you must have a perspective <laughs> on this, uh, or you've at least thought about it because you have a son, yeah. and he's old enough now to start to notice yeah. if you don't like something that the two of you are watching. Yeah, sure. So I don't know. Do you have thoughts on this? I do. I've got. I got a bunch of thoughts. Okay. Um, so all off the cuff, of course. But um, yeah. So I think. I think there's a couple different things that happen in my brain when I watch a kids' movie. So first of all, I do immediately pick up on quality, right? Like you, you can't help but as an adult, and especially an adult who's been to film school, an adult who understands how animation works, an adult who understands the business to some degree, you, you do pick up on quality, right? Like, you know, when you're watching Polly Shore's version of Pinocchio, that this is lesser <laughs> than all the other versions of Pinocchio in terms of quality, yeah. just in terms of quality, right? It, the animation is worse. The acting is worse. The, the, you know, it, just the style, like the character design is worse. It's, there's a lower uh, threshold of, uh, of quality that's put into films like that or you know what i'd call like the red box schlock right it's like <laughs> what what gets dumped onto red box um is is garbage right and and nine times out of ten what you see are these movies that skip theaters they completely bypass theaters they went straight to red box and they exist only to piggyback on a trend right so you'll see something that's like you know, um, if, and this is a, a poor example, but like, like if Rio two is, is really big at the moment, then you'll see an influx of talking bird movies. It, right. Right. And, and, and you'll see that, you know, as soon as like a year to a year and a half later, um, because it's reactionary or sometimes they get in pretty, pretty quickly because they'll know like, okay, so Rio one was popular. So by the time Rio two comes out, all the bird movies are also hitting at the same time because real one was popular. There's obviously a quality difference and there's a quality difference between big budget studios. There just has traditionally been a quality difference between something like Sony animation and Pixar or DreamWorks and Pixar. And it's not just a, in terms of money, but in terms of the, the level of artistry, if you think of Pixar as peak, the level of artistry was different than DreamWorks because DreamWorks wasn't, interested in putting out something like a Pixar film. They were more um, interested in doing something that was edgy or, you know, had it like a, like some weird 
modern sensibility that Pixar was aiming for timelessness, right? And so there's um, there's just a difference in tone, but there's also a difference in quality. And, and as, a, as an adult, you pick up on all of these things and you start to pick up on like, oh, this is just like voice actors are nothing and it's only celebrity voices in this, right? Mm. Like we, we pick up on all of these things and all of these things start to influence the way that that we see a film. And, and so for me, that's very true. However, I do have somewhat of an ability to put that aside and say, let me see if there's anything to enjoy in this film. And a lot of times there's not right. Or, or I have a hard time with it. Like I know a lot of people really love Kung Fu Panda. (laughs) I've only ever seen the first one. And it's not because I hated Kung Fu Panda, but it's because I felt like it was very mid. Yeah. And and there was nothing there for me to go, I have to see Kung Fu Panda 2. Um, whereas something like, if we stick with DreamWorks, How to Train Your Dragon, I really liked How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah. And so I did watch 2 and 3. Um, but for me, like the quality is something that that does matter. Like, I'm not going to say it doesn't matter, but there is a level in which I'm able to suspend myself. And especially if I'm watching it with somebody, I'm able to suspend my, my, you know, critical brain of it and try to enjoy it in, in the way that a child would. Um, and I do feel like I'm somewhat, uh, keyed into how a child would perceive certain things. Yeah. So when I watched, for instance, the Super Mario Brothers movie, which for all intents and purposes I should have loved, and I thought it was just, you know, maybe a little better than okay, but you know, not great. Um, I, I'm able to look at that and go, but I can see how a kid would really love this, and I can see how I would really love this. And then if you look at something like Sonic the Hedgehog, right? Like Sonic is it's not my favorite movie in the world. Yeah. It should be, and it's not. Um, but I can absolutely see how a, how a, a child version of me would have loved it, and um, and then I can also look at it and say, "Look, it's not great, but there's a lot about it that I really do like, and I can watch those. I can watch it for that." Um, so it's a weird thing where my brain is able to differentiate between like this is really good, high quality filmmaking. And this is not great filmmaking, but has some good things. And then this is just not good all around. And, um, and my brain is able to make, make those leaps, um, as somebody, and you've, you, you know, this, you read this as somebody who is currently writing children's movie, or I'll say a family movie, um, because I do like that term better. Um, as somebody who's writing a family movie, I, I find myself making the same juggle mentally as I write between how do I tell this artistically? How do I tell this, you know, in a mature way, but in a way that's simple enough for a child to understand? Um, because, because what I want to do with what I'm writing is tell, like teach a lesson to a child in a way that I felt like uh, movies when I grew up did teach lessons. And I feel like that's kind of been lost a little bit. 
um, and things are popcorn, you know, bubble gum, just kind of fun yeah. things right now. <laughs> yeah. And, and like Pixar and its heyday was all about like themes and yeah. showing you like, this is what life is right. and this is what life is about. And this is like a perspective on life and, and growing up. And, you know, um, we were grown by the time we saw Toy Story three, but that's a perfect example of a movie that will move an adult to tears while still not like talking down to kids or talking over their heads. And, and that's a really hard balance to strike, but if you can do it, then you've made something really special. And, and to me, filmmaking is something that has to be accessible for kids. And I've said this about superheroes too. Like if you make them inaccessible for children, then you raise a generation without cinematic language and suddenly, or without good cinematic language. And, and we're going to find ourselves in a lull in 30 years when those kids don't grow up and be filmmakers or they do and they're bad filmmakers. Anyway, that's a lot of things, but those are all things like stream of consciousness, as you mentioned, like how do you watch a, a kid's movie? Like these are all things that pop into my mind. Um, when, when you watch with your kids, do you find that you're able to like see it through their eyes or, or are you critical of the way that they see it in their eyes. Like, does that make sense? Yeah, no, I, 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 I think for me, I, I, I feel like there's an expectation for me to laugh at something that I really don't think is funny. Like, (laughs) you know, and then there's times where like something happens and then like, okay, I'll laugh because like, I, I think it's fun that they're enjoying it. But like there wasn't much enjoyment during like during the movie. I kept I wanted to ask Noah like no why'd you pick this like you don't seem you seem bored like you seem bored yeah 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 like you know like they're just squirming and like having to change their position all the time and I'm like y'all are bored like what are we doing yeah but like yeah. you know I uh I I I'm more I'm more just sitting here like it's like, I know how to act, but I'm finding it difficult to stifle the, like, I, I think I've told you before, like I have an urge sometime to like tell my kids, like, this isn't good. Like there are good things that you could be like, here's why it's not good. And they just, they won't understand. So I don't do that. But like we got into a debate over the weekend, like someone was asking me, like all of my, my my three-year-old finally started watching the toy story movies because he has this Woody and he knows that Woody's on the TV. And so we watched, he watched like the first three toy stories and then something about four. And then Amelia was like, um, yeah, four is my favorite one. I just sort of like shook my head and she was like, you don't like it. And I was like, I don't. And then I explained, she was like, why? So I explained why again. I was like, Amelia, like, and I, I laid it out and I was just like, here's all the reasons. And I explained it and, and she seemed to understand. We finally watched four at some point, halfway through the movie, Oliver looks at me and goes, daddy, I don't want to watch this anymore. It's not working. Yeah. It's not working. It's not working. And and I was like, wow. (laughs) It's like, this is first kid on letterbox. (laughs) I know. Right. (laughs) So he was just like, yeah, it's not working. Well, he says that like, if he's, if he's sick of watching like bluey, or Mickey Mouse yeah. Clubhouse. If he's sick of watching something and he wants me to change it, he'll say, he'll say, Daddy, Bluey's not working. Bluey's not working. Yeah, right. You know, but he yeah. 
Yeah. What he means is it's not working for me. I'm bored. But he said yeah, that right. about the fourth film of in a, in, in a weekend where he's never seen them before. He's binge watching yeah. all the Toy Story films. He's in hog heaven. And then the fourth yeah. one, he's like, ah, <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm you know? Yeah. So, um, I don't know. And, and what was the other thing we were talking about? Um, Amelia asked me, what do you think the worst Pixar movie is? And I was mm. like, Ooh, and I sat for a while and she was mm. like, she said, for me, it's the good dinosaur. <laughs> mm. Mm. And I was okay. like, I was like, Oh really? And she's like, um, yeah, I just, I don't think it's very good. And I was like, Oh, okay. I said, I think it's fine. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, it's yeah. just kind of mid, you know? And, um, yeah. I said, it's either, I said, it's either, um, I said, it's either light year or cars two for me, I think. Mm-hmm. And she goes, yep, yep. I said, I said, Lightyear, I said, I'm more angry that light about why Lightyear was made than I am at the movie. Yeah. So maybe it's Cars sure. 2 for me. Um, and she said, Yeah, I don't. She said, Cars 2 is so fun. She says, They're spies. I said, Amelia, this is why I hate it. And, and I explained yeah, to her, right, like, right, right, like right. it doesn't make any sense that you see in the third movie, they dropped all of that. There are no spies. There's no allusion to the spy unit. Like, it's, it makes it, it's fucking stupid. It just makes no sense. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. It, it comes out of nowhere and it's just silly, silly foolishness. And yeah, as yeah, a yeah. sequel to a movie that was actually really good. Um, yep. And then I told her, like I said, Lightyear, I'm just sort of upset that they, I had to explain to her what a cynical cash grab was. Uh-huh, and, sure. um, and she said, yeah, I didn't, she said, I'm, she said she thought Lightyear was kind of forgettable. Like even with like a year's perspective, mm. she was like, yeah, I don't really think about Lightyear that much. And I was like, see, yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's okay to look at a new thing and admit that it's, it's just okay. Or it's, yeah. it doesn't have any staying power, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so in, in conversely, like, I really liked, uh, we were, we, we, um, we really, uh, the things we like, and I, I said, um, what did I say? I think I said, she said, what do you like better? The Incredibles or the Incredibles 2? And I was like, mm-hmm. I, I said, that's really hard. I said, I really like them both for different reasons. And I said, I do yeah. think that Incredibles 2 was the last great film that Pixar made. And I think you and I mm-hmm. have each said this, you know, because after that, yeah. I said, we got Toy Story 4, we got Soul, got Onward, yeah. Luca, um, you know, and, and my kids, yeah, Coco was before. Yeah. Coco was, was like 2017, yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah Cause yeah, it was like yeah. inside out and then maybe Coco yeah. and then something. But, but like, um, cause the Incredibles was 2018 and yeah. So then, yeah, that, that is the end of the era. My kids have both now watched elemental mm-hmm. because it's on Disney plus. I still haven't seen it. Yeah. And yeah. I, I saw the first 10 minutes maybe you did okay and so i asked Emilia, i was like how was that she was like uh and i was mm. like okay like that that's yeah it's what yeah. i suspected you know yeah so uh, it's interesting because amelia is now starting to develop more refined taste but sure. amelia now googles things like she just mm. she said did you know that toy story 2 was almost deleted and i said it was toy story 1 actually and she was yep. like, oh, I'm pretty sure it was two. I was like, it wasn't. I got very confident. It was like, fucking go check your facts. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you hack fraud. <laughs> go, go, go ask Jeeves. Yeah, yeah. Do, yeah, go to- <laughs> get, just date yourself. Get, get Jeeves to check again. Who? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Go on the dial up and yeah. do the thing. Why don't you, America Online. Why don't you duck, duck, go get some better facts. 
um, anyway, but yeah, she, so she's starting to just like read stuff like that. And I'm like, you know, with all of this is just going to come, I, I have this, I have this feeling that I have a responsibility to teach my kids what is good while at the same time, not like screaming at them about what's good. Sure. Sure. Um, sure. At the same time, I want them to kind of come to their own. My kids might not be that interested in movies, <laughs> which is sure, sure. anathema for me to think of as an adult. Mm-hmm. And like what kid doesn't like movies, but like some kids right. are just not going to care. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure my neurodivergent kids are all going to like films <laughs> sure, um, sure. and be able to appreciate them. And, uh, but right now only one of them is old enough to like, understand things about them and start to develop some nuance. So I certainly am at the point where I am, I know enough to not like open my mouth. If I think something really stupid has happened during a film, I just Mm. keep to myself and try not to look like a grump. Um, yeah, but I'm not gonna, I don't want to, at the same time, I think it's (laughs) in a weird way. It's my responsibility not to confuse my kids by pretending to enjoy something that I don't actually like. I don't think that's doing anybody any favors. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And I think, I think it it encourages healthy discourse and, and, you know, to say, you know, I, I didn't really, I didn't really enjoy that movie and that's fine. Like art is subjective. You can enjoy it. You can not object. You can not enjoy it. And that, and that's, that's up to each individual person. Yeah. I do think, and I don't know if we've talked about this, but I do think there's some measure, like obviously art is subjective, right? We know this, we've talked about this ad nauseum, but there is some level of objectivity that we don't often give credit to, right? There are movies that are objectively bad. <laughs> there, 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 there just have to be, right? Like, you, you can't watch some things and say, well, there's some good here. But I think those are few and far between. So, so having like, um, having something like Lightyear, the, 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 if the argument is, well, I enjoyed Lightyear, and well, I didn't enjoy Lightyear, both, both perspectives can be valid because both people have different tastes that, you know, enjoy different things, right? Um, some people enjoy good character arcs and original ideas, and some people enjoy trash, and that's fine. <laughs> they can do that. Um, I, I, um, I, I think that, um, you know, yeah, man, I don't know. I, it's important, I think, to teach your kids that you don't have to enjoy everything yeah. and that just because it looks shiny doesn't make it good. Right. Um, but, but at the same time, there, there is a level of like knowing, knowing your children's age, right? So, mm-hmm. and maturity level. So Amelia may be at the age where you can say, this is not good because, and she can say, well, I think it was good because, right. but then your other kids might not be at that age yet. So it's okay. You enjoy it because it's bright, it's colorful, and that's fine. Yeah. Like that we we can't enter a discourse about this and so and so to do so would be pointless but I, that doesn't necessarily mean that i have to feign my excitement over it um <laughs> but i i guess i can enjoy that you enjoy it but i don't enjoy it in and of itself uh, the first thing i tell amelia when i when she said if she asked me like did you like it daddy i'm like ah she'll go what and i'll just say 
can just just remember that I'm older than you. I said I'm I'm a grown up. Like I'm yeah, I'm yeah, 34. Yeah. Like and and yeah, th- which right. is really what I always had to say when she was a little younger was like consider the age difference. Like you're a kid, sure. I'm an adult. This is a film made for kids. And I even made the distinction between like things that are things that I like versus things that I think I was making among the examples. I was like, Despicable Me was probably was a was a decent movie. And then Universal decided that people just thought the minions were cute and funny. And then they made like yeah. three movies that heavily featured or completely focused on those things. And they completely yeah. decided that they didn't care about the adult audience anymore. And so, of course, I'm going to say that those movies aren't very good because I just think that they're, I I, I think I I I even said to her, like, Amelia, executives realize that it's really easy to make kids laugh and that it's a lot less work to make a movie for kids and to to not try hard at all to make a movie that is creatively fulfilling or resonant with adults. And I'm trying, and I've sort of, I think she understood that. But like, yeah. it's hard sometimes for me not to come off as cynical when I'm just bluntly honest with my kids, but that's how I've raised them from the beginning. Like I'll try sure. like once with some nuance and they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, basically they want to make money. Like I just go, look, it's, yeah. I don't know why I'm beating yeah. around the bush. Like this is about money. <laughs> and like, yeah. right, right, and, right. and I'd rather my kids think that I'm like an overly serious killjoy about movies than mm than than for them to grow up thinking that I'm like overly critical or I don't think that they're funny because sure. those kids might grow up to be really successful comedians because it's so hard to make daddy laugh, but sure. they're horribly broken inside. <laughs> <laughs> sure. But I'd rather these kids know what it's like, know what it takes to please me when it comes to art, yeah. but that is yeah. completely separate from their identities. So I, right, I think sure. I'm getting, I think I'm giving my kids the best of both worlds by being horribly critical of movies mm. that they did not direct or write. Right. Sure. Sure. If my, well, if my kids like made a play, I'd be like, how I'm like, whoa, I'd be, yeah. I'd be, I'd be, yeah, over the moon. I'd right, be falling yeah, out yeah. of my chair and be like, that's great. guys. Sure. This is good stuff. Yeah. But I tell my kids all the time, like if they do something funny and they do like my kids yeah. genuinely make me laugh. And so yeah. they get all that. They know that they sure. are entertaining to me yeah. just being themselves. So I don't yeah. feel as bad going like just not laughing at this stupid movie that that, that right. my son really wanted to watch and begged me to watch, you know, because yeah. he didn't yeah. direct it. He, it's fine. He might feel a little, yeah. he might internalize right. it a little bit that I didn't like what he picked. Sure. But I don't think he's going to like talk to his therapist about it. No. Well, I, I always think about it like this. Like, so my parents, like, I know there were movies in the nineties that I watched that were garbage yeah, and, stupid, movie, yeah. and movies that were fine. Yeah. Um, and, and I know for a fact that there were movies and shows that I watched that annoyed my parents to no end. Yeah. Um, and whether it's, you know, like a specific character's voice or, you know, just the overall, like, uh, uh, I don't know, rate at which the show happens. Yeah. Um, there, there were things that, that they did not care for. And I know that. Yeah. And, and, and that didn't do anything for my enjoyment of it, or that didn't like deter my enjoyment of it. Um, sometimes it made me want to watch it more, but it didn't, um, <laughs> but it didn't like deter me from it. But then there's also, um, 
there were also movies that I knew that they loved, right? That I also loved. And I knew that there were movies that they watched and I thought they loved that now I realize there's no way on earth they loved it. Right. right. And so it's a weird, uh, a, a weird like dichotomy of, of all these different things that happened. Um, and, and so like my parents, like if I use an example, right, like good burger, I remember going to the theaters to see good burger. Like they used to do in the summer of movie screenings that, you know, movies that had already come and gone. And I remember watching good burger in theaters and I remember like quoting it with my mom afterwards and it being really funny, yeah. but I know cause I watched it fairly recently. It's not a great movie. No, it's not. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like, like it's really funny when you were a kid in the nineties yeah. cause it's Keenan and Kel and they're awesome. Yeah. Um, and I think they're both very talented, but it's a, it's a nineties Nickelodeon movie. It wasn't made with the highest standards. Yeah. It's a very sloppy, uh, sloppily crafted movie. It is. Yeah. But I know that, that my mom quoted that with me and like, that was fun and funny, but I know she, she like now would never go watch the movie and has no interest in the movie. And I think probably would not like the movie. I don't know. I don't like the movie, but, (laughs) but I do think that like, um, um, I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll all watch it right. as a family and see. see <laughs> let's just do let's do our thirty year checkup on this movie here. Yeah. Um, but I also think that, that that's healthy, right? To like say, okay, well, my kids enjoyed it, and this line makes them laugh, so I'll quote it with them or whatever. Yeah. Now I'll say this: there are movie like movies now don't seem to find joke like kids movies don't seem to find jokes in cleverly written dialogue. Instead, they find their jokes in farts and, <laughs> and, and and like weird characters that speak gibberish, right? Like, right. Th- that's not funny. You can't do that as a family, you know, like that's not, I mean, you could, but it'd be weird. Um, and, you know, that, that's not, not what I'm about. What I, what I, and this is, you mentioned Despicable Me and Minions, right? Yeah, this yeah. is a good, this is a good example of why I use the term kids movie and family movie. Yep. The minions are a kids movie. Yep. Big with me is a family movie. I don't like kids movies. No, I like family movies. Yes. And that to me is the difference. Um, and, and obviously there are varying degrees to which I like different family movies like Kung Fu Panda may be a family movie, but I don't love it. Right. Um, but kids movies, I don't like, and minions is decidedly a kids movie. It's, it, it makes, no real sense. It doesn't mean anything. It has no resonance to it. Um, and it's just, you know, sugar popcorn bubble gum. <laughs> and that, and that to me is not, it doesn't mean anything to me. Right. Um, but, but the first just people me tried to say something about, you know, like softening your heart and, you know, like adopting kids and, you know, making family and, uh, and all of these things. And like, your life's purpose that you always thought it was one thing. And maybe it's something different when you have kids, right? Like that, that's totally like, that means something. Yeah. Right. But, but minions don't mean anything and they're stupid. And so, (laughs) and, and, and so that, that to me is like the perfect example of why I don't think we should be reaching for kids movies because kids don't need movies. Let, let me let me let me let me put it like this. And this sounds like I'm contradicting something I said earlier. 
kids don't need movies. Kids need experiences in fiction yeah. with their families. And, and, but they don't need just junk movies. Yeah. The same way that kids need uh, Fruity Pebbles, they need a well-balanced breakfast. It's like it, it, a good art experience with a family means something. Like I, I'm convinced that's half the reason why I love The Sandlot. Because if you read reviews of The Sandlot, the critics don't like The Sandlot. But I cannot, in my brain, wrap my mind around how somebody couldn't like The Sandlot. Like, it's one of those movies that I'm like, this this is a perfect movie. Why do you hate this movie? (laughs) And everyone that is a critic that, you know, was our age now when that movie came out, they're like, this is trash. It's it's lowest common denominator. I'm like, I love it. Why? Because I do think it's a cleverly written film, and I do think it's structurally solid, and I do think the characters are are memorable and have good arcs, and yeah. good themes, and all of this, I think it's storytelling. But it, because I experienced it at a formative age with my family multiple times, yeah, and so it's nested in this part of my brain where it tells me, regardless, like I can't see the flaws in it. And, and that's not a bad thing. That's why film is subjective, right? So somebody that says the movie isn't good, isn't wrong. And me who's saying, I think it's probably a perfect movie. I'm not wrong. But, but the, the truth is, you know, it, it, what I needed wasn't junk. I needed something that like scratched the itch for me. And I think that did it enough, right? It's not yeah. the Godfather. I'll admit that. But it's not... <laughs> it, it, it is, uh, it, it's enough like the, on the scale of Godfather to Minions, it's way more like the Godfather <laughs> than it is the Minions. Right. You know what I mean? And, and so to me, like, that's what, what I think we should be aiming for. And what I would aim for is like, maybe, maybe we don't watch the kids' movies and instead we watch the family movies and we do that together. Yeah. And, and maybe that gives you something, you know, that, that, that you didn't know you needed, but, but I know that you need, which is good fiction to sink your teeth into that will, that will show you something you don't know. And, and, you know, I, like, I know it's probably passe to be like every kid's movie or every family movie needs a lesson. And I'm like, but, but isn't that what fiction is? Isn't it somebody with a point of view explaining their point of view to you and, and you learning their point of view about a thing. And that's why like uh, inclusion and, and diversity is so important because we're, we're looking at it going, Hey, this is a culture or a people group that I don't know anything. about. I'm going to learn a little bit about like, you know um, you know, it's surface level maybe, but Moana, right? Like um, I'm going to learn a little bit about this culture that I don't know about. Um, and however, however minor that is, I think it means something and, and all of those things I think are, are, are important. Um, I like, here's another example, right? Like I don't think Encanto is a great movie. Right. Um, I think Encanto is super, my wife and I disagree about this. She likes Encanto. I actually kind of actively dislike it. Um, (laughs) I don't even think it's like, okay, I think it's a bad, I I think it's a bad movie. Um, and, um, and so, but, but it, the discourse around it is kind of what makes it interesting. 
Yeah. And, um, and anyway, all, all that to say, like, you know, wherever my son falls on the spectrum of is Encanto a good movie, um, it kind of doesn't matter. Like if he can have a good time with it, I guess he can have a good time with it and I'll have to bite my tongue and, and be like, yeah, the music's really great. Even though I freaking hate yeah. Lin-Manuel yeah. Miranda. Enjoy, and um, enjoy Lin-Manuel Miranda dash. Enjoy that. Yeah. It's as good as it gets. Right. It's as good as life ever is going to get. <laughs> I, and, and meanwhile, I'm over there gritting my teeth because I'm like, I don't like, I don't like this music. I right. don't like it. It, we don't talk about Bruno. Yeah. I don't want to talk about Bruno. I don't want to hear about him. I don't want to sing about him. I don't want to know that you ever wrote a song about him. Dash. Why don't you ever listen to Alan Menken for Christ's sake? (laughs) (laughs) Let me introduce you to the Sherman brothers. Um, Listen to your father. uh, The, the, the bare necessities is a classic. (laughs) Um, I, you know, it's just, it's all preference. Right. But like, I, I'm going to have to find some way of being like, cool. It's cool that you like that, bud. The same way that I do with, with anybody who likes anything that I don't like. And I don't know, it's going to suck, but like, yeah. I'm going to have to figure out like a way to either do what my mom did and find something that I like mm-hmm. and, and latch onto it with him, make it a positive experience. And when he's older, he can do what I did with good burger and say, it's not Shit, this is bad. <laughs> right. But, but, <laughs> you know, but maybe just maybe it becomes something like the Sandlot to him. And that's fine too. Yeah. And, and he says, you know what? Encanto is perfect because I had a really good memory with my dad. And like, you know, that's, that, and that's fine. I, I'm going to have to accept that, that like, if, if on my deathbed, he says to me, I really had a good time watching Encanto with you. Well, <laughs> okay imagine that's the last thing you hear dustin i'm not gonna take that away from him you just go you know you just go oh really Uh, uh." (laughs) really that sucks really that's well that's stupid son (gasps) my life is pointless now um of all the positive memories that was the one you say son that was a total lie on my part (laughs) <laughs> I hate that movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Send him into a spiral for yeah. the remainder of his life. Yeah. Um, well, and yours. Did, did you... I share anything positive with my dad ever? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, what else was a lie? <laughs> yeah. But, but y- you know what I'm saying? Like, y- y- let it, letting him have that, you yeah. know, might, I- I'm going to have to find a way to let him have it. And, and that's, I think it's really hard for people like us who fancy ourselves critics um, to, to do that and, and, and let the opinion be the opinion. And um, I don't know, man, do you, you, I I don't know. Here's, here's, it just dawned on me. Mm. Um, I think it bothers me that this marketing machine that I spend so much time and energy being aware of and Mm. being critical of, Mm. nonetheless is working on my children. Like, I think, I think part of it is like, I feel, I feel, I feel as if there's like an actual like personification, like, like a, like a humanoid figure of the kids movie marketing machine that enters my home and just like coughs like a cloud of black, like mist 
and it just, and my children just inhale it and they're like minions. And the thing just <laughs> looks at me and goes, we may not have got gotten them. you, but we got I your got, children. Got your kids. Yep. We will yep. get them and you will yep. watch and you will cry. Yeah. You know, that for me, it's like, yeah. um, and I'm like tied to a chair, like, no, oh, you bastards, you sons of bitches. How could you? I'm going to yes. kill you. I swear to God. Yeah. Like, that, yep. that's, I but, think that's how I see it, you know? Yeah. 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 But that, that extends like with, with adult eyes, you can see that coming a mile away and it extends yeah. to, I think every generation to some degree, right? Like I'm sure, I'm sure our parents looked at it and went, why are we buying Pokemon cards? These are pieces of paper. My mom. I'm spending, you know? <laughs> My mom like, was so but, annoyed that I liked Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but you, it, it's weird because like you see the marketing happening on your kids yeah. and you're powerless to stop it. Yeah, you're just. Right? I like. <laughs> <laughs> if if my parents had said no, no Pokemon cards ever, yeah, it wouldn't have stopped it. Right, I would have gone to my friends' houses and looked at Pokemon cards. Right, or <laughs> I would have like looked in a catalog of all the Pokemon cards I could be buying, and and s- s- living vicariously, like like it wouldn't have stopped it. Do you know how um, many more? Um, I guess we'll call them sex workers that I killed in Grand Theft Auto because I wasn't allowed to play it in my house. Yeah. A lot right, more right. than I would have otherwise. Otherwise, yeah, right, exactly. You would have been a perfectly law-abiding citizen uh, in Grand Theft Auto. I would have been a boring old, like, doop-da-doop, driving in the lanes, driving the speed. Dr- have you ever tried to do that before, by the way? Like, did you ever? Yeah, I think, yeah, we did. We yeah. tried to do that when I, we played. I think that, okay, did we do that college. in college? Because that's a fun thing to yeah, do. We is you just go, okay, how, how, how long can I make it, like, trying to obey the law before something happens right. that forces me to take action that ends up getting me yes. arrested? Yep. Yep. I think I can't remember who lasted the shortest, but I think it was John. Probably. <laughs> it was Probably. just someone like rear-ended him. Yeah. <laughs> he was just like, I'm not doing this. And he just hey, yep. get back here and just shove the guy. And then it, and then it begins. <laughs> yeah, and then it begins. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. man. I don't know. Yeah, I but but I agree with you. I like it's weird because it brings up so many emotions, right? Like a conversation like this to be yeah. like, well, you know, I want my kids to just have a good time with whatever it is. Yeah. And, you know, I'll just shut my mouth and, and let them have it. But then it's also like, but I also want to train them because I also feel like, you know, it's important to be trained. Like that's what, that's what film school was for us was like training on like, this is what makes a project successful and this is what you should aim for in yours. So of course we can look at it at something like Rio or minions and say it does, it falls short of what, of what is successful art. And, um, and yeah, I mean, that's not to say there's not somebody out there who's a huge minions fan or Rio fan and like, you know, has their walls decked out in it because they really relate to the story and that's fine. They can have it, whatever. But but that doesn't change my opinion of the the idea that like I it, I don't think it works right yeah. and and um I don't know man it it's such a complicated thing because it it, it you, you add the emotion to it because it's your kids but like this is the same as like going to work and seeing some like one of your coworkers talk about how much they love the Eternals and you have to bite your tongue and be <laughs> yeah. like ah, but uh, it's not that good yeah. or or Oh, dude, did you see the secret invasion is so good? Did you see Ahsoka? 
Did you see Ahsoka, dude? Ahsoka <laughs> was great, man. And you're like, I, I have no interest in Ahsoka. Um, and, you know, like I had somebody tell me the other day, have you seen Ahsoka yet? And I was like, oh, no, I haven't. And they're like, oh, it's so good. It's basically it's basically Clone Wars season six or whatever it is. Oh. And I'm like, oh, I actually haven't seen Clone Sounds Wars. Sounds like a lot of work. And I, <laughs> and, and I surprised myself by being that vulnerable and saying I have not seen this because mm. I, I'm like, I know what's about to happen. Uh, and I just started the avalanche Yeah, <laughs> and, 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 and the guy was like, Oh, you have homework to do. It yeah. literally said that to me. You have, you have your homework to do. And I'm like, no, I nope, don't. I'm, I don't. I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. You can't put that on it. me. You put your nope. hands up. I don't, don't put that on me. Not going to do it. I ain't doing it. You can't make me watch a star Wars cartoon. You can hardly make me watch a star Wars live action anymore. I ain't doing the cartoon. It's, it's weird because like, you know, we make it our business to like recommend things to other people, but I really, really hate having things recommended to me <laughs> because, <laughs> because in my mind, I've picked a long roster of things I'm going to check out already. So anyone who's mm. like recommends things to me, they're like encroaching on like my docket. I'm like, well, yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 okay, okay. There's a line, pal. Get to the back of the line. Okay. Oh, 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 I got a cue here. What are you cutting in line? What are you, what is this, uh, what is this Native American skipping over here? Get the back of the line, huh? <laughs> what are you doing here? What are you doing? Hey. You, 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 what are you doing? You, you're skipping right in the front of the line. I got a whole bunch of people here that I trust, whose yeah. opinions I trust. I don't know you. I don't know your opinion. I've been holding it for 36 hours. <laughs> Get to the back of the line. Oh. With the rest of the pissers. <laughs> I, I, I like when people give me recommendations because I know immediately what not to whether watch. to take that recommendation. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, <laughs> like, like it, it, if I know you and trust you and you say like, Oh, you really need to watch this. I know immediately whether or not I'm going to actually gonna do that. To thing. You. Yeah. And, and it's very rare. It's very <laughs> rare because a lot of times like I had a guy recommend scanners to me recently. Oh, cool. And I've never seen scanners. Right. Me neither. But I'm like, you know what? I kind of trust that. I'm going to watch Scanners. I'll watch it at some point. Okay. But then, like, somebody recently recommended to me, um, uh, 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 who was it? You can't even remember. <laughs> I can't even remember what it was. I know who it was. Oh, it was, it was, um, it was uh, Andor. And I was okay. like, I was like, I know I like people I trust have told me to watch Andor, yeah. but a lot of people I don't trust have told me to watch Andor <laughs> and that's my problem. And <laughs> that's my problem. Um, do you think maybe the people you don't trust got to the ones we do trust and, and, and <laughs> compromise them somehow? <laughs> yeah. I, I think something's going on here, um, I, but I'm like, I'm like, I don't know, maybe, man. Maybe Kellen's like, a scroll. <laughs> <laughs> you might be. You might be. That's but, their, that's their new plan is to s spread bad recommendations. Yeah, spread bad recommendations for you. <laughs> and <laughs> we destroy ourselves because we're all so mad that we can we can't watch any good show. Everything I watch <laughs> is crap. I don't understand. Why do I keep watching this garbage? I'm gonna watch the nukes. I'm sick of this. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what you need to watch? You need to watch Jumper, starring Hayden Christensen. Really good, man. Yeah, it's what? Yeah. why I, it bears no cultural relevance anymore. Yeah, and then like I'll see stuff like, hey, you know, Frazier's coming back, and it's like, oh, see, like, and and we've talked about this before. I have made peace with the fact that there's some stuff that might be that might as well be good, but I've just made the decision I'm not going to do it. 
Like I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure I would really, I'm, I'm sure Cheers is great and I'm sure Frasier yeah. is great, yeah. but that's like, tw- that's like 20 seasons of television of, yeah. of, of old school network length television, like 20 episodes yeah. a season. So you want me to watch yeah. what, like, like a hundred, 200 episodes of a television show and, and, and yeah. it's very successful and critically acclaimed spinoff. I'm that's fine. That's a lot of time. That is a lot of time. And I'm sorry, but no one is going to expect me to have done that. Right. Right. If someone asked me, Hey, did you ever watch Frasier? No, I'm 34. Right. I haven't seen Frasier. I'm sorry. I I, I know that I can now. It's possible. Like, well, why not? Don't you have Netflix? Also got four kids. Good job. Yeah. There's a lot of things on Netflix. Yeah. There's a lot. For God's sakes. Why why is Frasier going to jump to the front of the list here yeah i'm watching i'm watching transformers again when yeah come on <laughs> right right right, right. Yeah, i'm uh, yeah like i'm i'm yeah so there's just there's some things like that it's just like i and and it seems like the perfect time to get it in and and, and binge watch fraser if you've never seen it because now they're making more of them it's like that's what they want you to do and and, and right and that doesn't mean it's gonna be any good so yep yep i don't know uh yeah i we were watching um uh, just at, to bring it to a close, I was thinking about this. Uh, we, so this, this same weekend, um, we were trying to find something to watch my kids and I, and then I saw that Jurassic park was on freebie. And, and it's funny. No, it was like, Oh, it's going to be with ads though. The ads are going to make it not good. And I was <laughs> like, okay. Um, and so I told them, I said, you guys have seen this before. Like, no, we watched this when you were like two or three. Like you really liked it. Like at the time, like I remember watching this in my old house and my wife was like, that's going to scare them. And I'm like, they're loving it. Like Noah's loving yeah. the dinosaurs and everyone's, it said they're actually watching, like they're paying attention and everything. Like they're engaged. And so we're watching Jurassic Park again, you know, and, and Noah is begging me to turn it off. Uh, mm. but it, midway through the movie, well, one, cause he's bored because mm. nothing's going on. And at the midpoint, everything starts happening. And then he's scared. And mm. I was like, no, you've seen this film before. And he's like, he keeps going for, with it. And like, we get to the part where like the velociraptors are there and they're like, they're, they're like ripping up the grates and stuff. And he's mm-hmm. like, he wants me to turn it off. And I was like, jeez. And I, so I did. I felt like a monster yeah. for like making him watch. Cause I was like, I don't understand. And I thought like, wow, it's, it's just kind of weird. Like it, he wasn't scared of it when he was younger yeah. but for something about being seven, maybe he's just more able to conceptualize violence. And so sure, he's seeing this maybe. happen. And now he's like, he, he can understand kind of like the peril they're in. And I was like, Oh, it's interesting sure. how that changes, you know? Yeah. That is so, interesting. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it is. But to that end, like their, their tastes will change in time. And and I think, again, it it is our job to somewhat shape that taste and, and show them what, what we believe is, you know, is good and bad art. But at the same time, like the understanding that like they, they will discover that for themselves. Like no one, let me rephrase that. Very few people make it to 35 years old and say Rio is a perfect film. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. I, I'm just going to say, Who's it's the, like, even, eventually it all shakes out. Yeah, it does. It does. And, and what, 
what, what stays with you in the end is, is did, did, or did my dad did or did not my father, uh, make my childhood a miserable experience by, by screaming at me about how terrible this film was, you know, like, even if I now <laughs> right. agree as an adult, um, ha- yeah. have there been, yeah. have there been ramifications to that, that, that exposure? Sure. So I, I, I always try to remember, like, I'm an adult, they're kids, they're going to laugh at things I don't think are funny. And if, mm-hmm. but if they ask me my opinion, I'm going to be honest with them. I'm going to try and explain the best I can why I think something isn't good. And it's not yeah. just, well, daddy's been to film school, so he knows it's like, I just know that that artistic decisions have to have uh, intent and they have to have mm-hmm. some sort of internal reasoning. It can't just be yeah. the movies for kids. So we're going to make fart noises because there's kids. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, that's, that's fine. But like, it's better to say um, the character is doing this thing. And so we decided this affectation was funny and serves the yeah. story it's like, that's better. Like it's, it's sure. not so much like they sat us down at SCAD and they were like, this is what a good movie is. This is what a bad movie is. So make sure you go tell your friends and family what's good and bad. And then that's what, that's what your education is. It, they, they mm. said everything like, you know, a shot needs to have a motivation. A performance needs to have a motivation. Uh, a story yeah. needs to have a motivation. There needs to be something that makes sense. There has to be reasons why things are happening and they, the more clever and subtle they are, the better the experience is ultimately for the audience. And you don't pick up on that sort of subtlety until you're like a teenager or an adult, you know? Right. Um, Well, and, and because art is subjective, you'll often hear us say something like, well, the film is technically proficient, yes, but I didn't care for it. Yeah. Right. And, and, and that's because like, yeah, you know, at film school, they weren't saying like, this movie is good. If it does these things, they were saying like, this is what, if their intent was to do this, 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 and this, then Mm -hmm. we can surely judge them on how they, whether they achieve those goals. It's the same, it's the same way that a, a professor would, would grade our films. It wasn't, is your film good? Or at least it shouldn't be what it should be is, did you fulfill the goals that I outlined for you to fulfill with this project? Right. Right. And so it's the same thing, like your self-identifying goals when you create a film like Jurassic Park. Okay. Well, did you succeed at your own, at your, at the goals you set for yourself? And in, in that case, yes, you did. But somebody might still look at it and go, but I don't like it. Why? Well, I don't know. Any number of reasons. I don't like, Sam Neill. I don't like kids <laughs> and the movies about liking kids and I hate kids <laughs> or the movies about, you know, dinosaurs. And I don't believe dinosaurs ever existed. Right. It's, right. <laughs> th- there's any number of reasons that you might, that you might dislike Jurassic park. And yeah, you know, like, I met somebody, this has been a few years ago who told me that she had never seen a Spielberg movie that she liked because she felt like Spielberg was manipulative. And, and I'm like, well, I think that's kind of the point of movies. Like to his to manipulate to his subordinates it, it, or emotionally? <laughs> that he's emotionally manipulative <laughs> okay. with his films. And and she has said the same thing about John Williams. Like that's why she hates John Williams' music because he's emotionally manipulative. And I'm like, is it the job it's of an artist job, yeah. or the storyteller to yeah. manipulate your emotions to feel certain things? 
Um, yeah, emotion, uh, emotionally manipulative is something you accuse a person of being to another person, but it's right. but it's the business of artists to 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 use emotion to tell a story and to elicit an, a reaction. Yeah, his he's job is to manipulate you emotionally yeah, it's, 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 and it, like make you feel a, a thing that you didn't feel before. Yeah, um, that's the whole thing. John Williams' music um, makes me cry. What a manipulative prick! <laughs> yeah, how dare he make music that touches my soul? What a good composer! Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just wanted to come back and be like, maybe that's what makes him good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. I, I think I'd have very, I've seen a lot of movies that aren't man, emotionally manipulative yeah. and I don't like them very much. That, that That's a person saying I didn't have the emotion I expected to have or was prepared to have. Therefore I've been manipulated into feeling sad or, yeah. or hopeful or relieved. Right. Like that's, I, I can, under, that's I can understand happen. the, yeah, I can understand the, the thought, the critique that John Williams or Steven Spielberg like their, their films are too saccharine. Like they, they you know, it's too, you know, sweet or, yeah. you know, uh, or whatever. Simple. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, I, I could understand that, that response. I, I think again, that's one of the things that makes him unique and makes him good among the, the current film landscape. Yeah. Um, and even the landscape at his peak, but it's, um, but regardless, like, everyone's entitled to their opinion and whatever. And I think that Spielberg in, in almost every case, not every case, but almost every film he makes succeeds the goals he sets for himself. And that makes them all technically proficient films. Do I like all of his films? No. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Is ready player one, a good movie? I don't think so. Did it achieve what he wanted it to achieve? I think maybe probably, but I, but I don't think it's a good movie. Um, and that's on me and there may be somebody out there that loves it. Um, but, but that, you know, you know, Universal. I don't know. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. But it's, yeah, it's, it's weird, man. Like, I don't know. It, it, it's a hard thing to teach because you're teaching, you know, you're, you're teaching opinion. If that, right. I don't know. It's just so weird, but, but again, I do think it's our job, but I also think it's our job to to let them reach those opinions in time on their, you know, on their own. Um, like with with our with our help, of course, but on their own in terms of voluntarily, right? Like yeah. we're not we're not manipulating them into feeling that this is a good movie versus a bad movie, but we're we're shepherding them in that way. And then they can, they can make that choice for themselves, um, along the way. Like, yeah, dad's right. Quantumania is an awful movie. Um, uh, of course that's assuming I'm ever going to show them Quantumania, which I won't. Um, um, because I, I do believe that's child abuse, but I think that, um, (laughs) I'm never going to beat that, that horse dead. It's going to constantly be beaten. Um, That, that, the Quantumania horse just looks up like, is that all you got Dustin? You fucking weak bitch. And you're like, oh my God. (laughs) Nope. Let me bring out the child abuse moniker. Have you? Dustin wraps another belt around his knuckles like, okay. Uh, <laughs> All right, you asked for oh, it. God. Yeah. You suck. <laughs> oh, it's, 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 it's Anakin on the on the slopes like, oh, I hate you. And you're just like, and you're just like, 
Ugh, am I gonna have to kill you? (laughs) (laughs) I'm Obi Wan up there going. Oh, you were God. supposed to. You were supposed to create the new well, big bad, not destroy it. The, well, like it, this is this is after you've chopped off his legs and his arms or whatever. Like Obi Wan yeah. has that look on his face. He's just like Anakin, like is is crawling on his nubs, like screaming and you know, like I hate you. I hate you. And he's just Obi Wan has this look on his face, like oh, for Christ's sake, enough. Yeah, right, <laughs> yeah. right, yeah. <laughs> That, that's me. That's me yeah, at, that's the top of the, at the top of the hill. Stay down. Jeez, don't make me do this. <laughs> why are you making me do this? Why Why are you making me do this? Ant-Man quantum. You're embarrassing yourself. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't my fault. This hurts me more than it hurts you. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want this. <laughs> I pride myself on never holding grudges against people, but I'm taking all of that frustration out on you. Here, here we are on Mustafar, and I'm still here, <laughs> beating you up, taking shots at you. I'm, I'm, I'm Padme to to Kevin Feige. You're breaking my heart. You're going down a road I can't follow. You're going down a road I can't follow. <laughs> <laughs> Feige's up there. If you're not with me, yeah, you're, you're my, my enemy. enemy. <laughs> <laughs> he looks over at uh, he looks over at James Gunn and Peter Safran. He goes, "You're with him now, aren't you?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, all yeah, right. That's what it is. That's what it is. Well, good. All right. Well, I'm glad we cleared that up. I will. Yep. I'm going I'm to do better, Dustin. Yes, but not too much better. Not not too much better, <laughs> man. You're. You're on the right track, dude. Yeah. Like, ju- just you know, uh, let them have it, and then and then if they ask, just be like, no, right. it's stupid, and oh, whatever. Yeah, that's that's kind of how. As soon as they were like, "Why? Why don't you like Toy Story 4? I'm like, "Well," and I just was honest with them. Yeah, <laughs> that's well, and that's the thing. Like, there there really is no way to be like you can't watch Toy Story 4. Right. Right. Like they're going to encounter it. Yeah. And so it's there. Um, And inevitably by the time they have kids, they've been knowing there's Toy Story 72. Yeah. But it's the the problem is like you, you can't you can't hide it from them, but you can say like, all right, here's the deal. We're going to watch Toy Story 4. I. I'm going to go ahead and let you know I'm not a fan of this movie. Right. We're going to watch it. If at any point you don't want to continue watching it, we won't continue watching it. But if you like it, we'll watch it all the way through. And then there you go. Whatever. Yeah. And, you know, that way you get to have your cake and eat it too. And when they start quoting it and loving it, I don't know. I can't even think of a quote from that movie because it's so stupid ironically the um, most quotable line is this the word trash from forky and it's like <laughs> well that's yeah that's about it that sounds about right yeah yeah um it you know it's i don't know you you just you, you just join in the fun and let it be fun but hold on to it in the back of your mind that this is garbage yeah. you just watched garbage <laughs> i don't know <laughs> Your kids just ate a really junky, like fast food meal, and you're like, okay, 
it's garbage. You just ate, you just ate something that had no nutritional value whatsoever, but whatever you enjoyed yourself. <laughs> I'm not going to do this every day. Yeah. I guess I'm just glad but, we're not hungry anymore. Right. Right. And it was cheap. Yeah. Right. I just hate it, myself. It got your attention on something for an hour and a half yep. and whatever. Yep. But, but yeah, man, I don't know. It, it's a weird thing. I, you know, anybody who listens to this, sh- to this show consistently knows we talk a lot about art being subjective and all of this, but it is, it's different when it's your kids. That ex- Yeah. And that extends to kids and yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's one of those, it's, I guess there are worse things as a parent for that, you know, that I could think of to have to endure f- for their childhood than them right, right. thinking that movies specifically targeted to them will entertain them. I just hate, it's like, I'm not mad at my kids. I'm mad at studios for not trying harder and making better movies. I'm mad at them sure. for deciding that my kid is only worth writing fart jokes for, you know? And it's like that mm-hmm. anger surfaces when I see my kids fall into that trap as it were. And then I just yeah. go, Oh, like you're worth more than this. And then I just think, whatever, it's fine. They'll, they'll figure it out. They'll grow out of it. Sure. And- Sure. And they'll, you know, so. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Yeah, man. Cool. All right. Yeah. Well, good talk. Yeah, man. 